Hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode 28 of It's Not the Worst Movie Ever podcast. I am your host, Lee Paddock, and my co-host, Sterling Hammer. And this week, uh, I've chosen a film for us to watch called Grand Budapest Hotel. Uh, As always, spoiler alert, and now let's just talk about the film. Uh, I... uh, I've been a huge fan of the uh, director of this film for a while. This film is directed by uh, Wes Anderson, sort of a uh, indie film uh, auteur, almost sort of in the same sort of league as, I'd say, Quentin Tarantino in a way. He kind of came up just like a few years after uh, Tarantino. You know, and Tarantino kind of like revolutionized indie filmmaking. Um, and kind of paved the way for somebody like Wes Anderson to come along and make his weird little movies. Um, if you, you may not know the name Wes Anderson, but most people, I think, have seen at least one Wes Anderson movie in their lives. And you know his movies when you see them. They have such a specific style. That's what he's known for, is his sort of Wes Anderson kind of quirky uh super like stylized sort of fan like whimsical almost style um and this movie kind of takes all of his hallmarks and kind of just puts it in like one movie i think this is the most wes anderson wes anderson wes anderson movie uh he's ever made um and it may be my favorite uh, but let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the plot of the film. Uh, it's kind of complicated, actually, when you really get down to it. It's a story that's sort of told uh, in flashbacks, uh, within flashbacks, within flashbacks. Um, so it like opens in like the mid '80s, like 1985, and it opens up with an old writer. Um, talking about a, a book that he wrote about this uh, fantastical uh, hotel called the Brand- Grand Budapest Hotel. And then it flashes back to his younger years when he was actually writing the book and he was staying at the Grand Budapest in its sort of uh, final years, I guess, its dying years as it was becoming sort of just dilapidated and uh, it wasn't really the... Uh, wasn't really the place of uh, lavish lux- luxury as it once was, uh, and the this writer uh, meets the uh, the elderly owner of this hotel, who tells him the story of his uh, his early years of be of working at the hotel, and uh, working under the uh, <laughs> the guidance of the concierge uh, Gustav H. Um, and he becomes the, uh, the lobby boy of the hotel, which is his dream. Um, and Gustav H. is sort of a fun character who likes to bang elderly women, um, likes to wear a lot of, uh, cologne, and he loves poetry. He also swears like a sailor. Uh, he's just a great character. And, uh, one day... Uh, one of the uh, old ladies 
that he was banging, who I think owns the hotel, uh, she mysteri- she dies under mysterious circumstances, and he's set to inherit a priceless painting uh, that she owned. But her dickish son and his henchmen uh, are vying to get this painting and get her entire fortune, and they basically frame Gustav H. for murder, and Zero and uh, Gustav get embroiled in uh, a fun little uh, murder mystery sort of espionage uh, heist plot. Um, it's, uh, it's a really fun movie. I think it's Wes Anderson's, like, I think it's his most well-made film, honestly. Um, I think it's his most well-acted, and we'll talk about the cast in, uh, just a second. Um, yeah. Yeah. You want to start talking? I'm going to start talking in now. I think that's a good, like, uh, rounding up of the plot. And, uh... Talking a little about about the one, like Lee said, the one Wes Anderson movie I had watched before this movie, which was Moonrise Kingdom, mm-hmm. which, which I, I also love. Yeah, we saw that in theaters. You, uh, Travis, and I, and was, I think Brian was, was Brian there, there too. Yeah, Brian. Um, yeah, yeah, and we lo- I, we all loved it. And that movie still, and that movie definitely had Wes Anderson feel. Like I know what you mean. I know what you yeah, meant. All by of like his movies that yeah. Wes Andersony feel. It's very specific. I'm sure this is just the first Wes Anderson movie of many Wes Anderson movies you'll be showing me. Yes. Um, I like this movie. A little spoiler alert, but I didn't mm. love it. Yeah, but I liked it. It was a little weird. Like he said, it's complicated. It starts off with a girl that's like what, like in the nineties or in the modern era. No, it's the like present day, I think. Yeah, it's for, that time, for that time, twenty fourteen. Yeah, she's like looking at the statue of the author of the writer. Who's yeah, now like a famous writer, I guess. Yeah, you never learn his name. Yeah, yeah, and then then it goes back to him writing when he's becoming the famous author as an old man writing it. Well, or when he was like promoting something, promoting it. he's doing like a weird video, and then his <laughs> yeah, he his, was finally writing the his book. His grandson like it. breaks in and like shoots at him with like a cap gun. Yeah, and then it flashes back to then when he's younger, when he gets the story that mm-hmm. he eventually writes when he's an old man, right? Which then then flashes back to the story of zero of zero, which is the story he writes when he's an old man that he learns then, then writes. And it's like, yeah, okay, but then it's like it's like not even about zero. It's about actually Gustav. Gustav. So it's mm-hmm. the telling of another person's story between a person through like fifty years of like a generation. Yeah. Like it's weird. It's very Wes Anderson. It's it, but it's not so like that, complicated though. to like you're where you're like Whoa. it's not no, like going back. It's and not forth. tenant. <laughs> it doesn't go back and forth. The only time it goes back, it's like it does that little flash, like the, those jumps. Yeah, it mostly in the stays between the the 1930s, the 1930s, the and then the 1960s with the the writer. Yeah, as a yeah, young man. it'll go back forth between those two. So you're not like, what what's happening? Like, how did yeah. Zero get old? Like, stop being stupid. But <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. But yeah, yeah. Uh, it, this movie was in, like it was it had a lot of good like lines, a lot uh, of good, good humor. It's a very funny movie. It's also really dark too. Yeah, it in has a lot some, of parts. The, the, a lot of it I understand, but some of it felt just like, oh, I just wrote it in, and like, okay, it's part of it. Because he's like, I just think 
And I'm like, oh, that just felt like unneeded darkness. He's in a movie. Wes Anderson a little... is an interesting guy. He's a weird hipster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'll I'll talk about like those couple things I have a little bit after you discuss the characters a little bit. Yeah. So this this character this movie's got a huge list. I'm sure you're not gonna go over cast. every single one. Well, but man, even if you go over the main ones, it's still pretty big. Yeah, and we'll probably mention a few people here and yeah, there. Yeah, because they got I some didn't... good cameos, but we'll be saving some for our TikTok. Everybody, go to that later in our Instagram. Mm. But okay. All right. Well, this film uh, it stars uh, Rafe. Fines, not Ralph Fines, even though it looks like it's spelled that way, but he's always said that it's Rafe. Rafe. <laughs> Rafe Fines. Of course. Um, probably best known to uh, modern au- uh, modern audiences as Lord Voldemort, mm-hmm. he who shall not be named. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very good as Voldemort. I would I say he's a great him. actor. I like him as in Voldemort. general. I think he, he is a good actor. He's a, he's very underrated, I would say. Um, he kind of is, isn't he? Yeah, you don't really hear him get brought up a whole lot. But it does like amazing roles. He's like, given he was Harry. He was Voldemort, which was a huge yeah. thing for that series. He time. was Voldemort, and a huge character <laughs> to become. He was a he's a Nazi in Schindler's List. Schindler's List, yes, but he's like a good one. No, he's not actually. Oh, he's, not? he's actually a very very terrible. Who human was the good one in that? Liam Neeson. Yeah, Schindler. He's Oscar Schindler. Oh, I've never seen that movie. I'll have to show it to you. I will show that. That's going to be a hell of an episode. (laughs) That's a three-hour-long movie. Three-and-a-half-hour-long movie, I think. But, uh, yeah, I think, personally, for me, this this might be my favorite role of Ray Fiennes. I think it's it's because it's his most funny, I think. He's usually not very funny. He usually plays very serious. Yeah, wasn't characters. he also uh, like in one of the re- uh, newer modern uh, like Hannibal movies? He was in Red Dragon. Yes, he played the the other serial killer in that movie, the Tooth Fairy. Yeah, um, he's good in that movie. But yeah, like it, I'm just saying, like I'm leading, like you said, like he never plays. This was him being funny, and he was funny in this movie. He's extremely funny. I think his yeah, his his comedic timing is. Surprising. There wasn't like it wasn't like super like oh my god belly laugh like laugh out loud. There was one part though where I was cracking up towards the the end. What part? Where <laughs> where they're in the monastery, he's oh, in yeah, the confession yeah. booth, and yeah, he's, he's just so fed up. I mean, I said. No, he's just so fed up with uh, everyone just kind of like building up the suspense yeah. and all this shit. He's like, oh, just tell me what the fuck is going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was funny. I'm not saying there's not any, but like most of the humor, it's funny, but it's like <laughs> it's dry. <laughs> yeah, you go. It's very <laughs> Wes Anderson. You either laugh to yourself or you go. <laughs> I was doing that a lot during this movie. And that's just that's Wes Anderson. But it's style. funny. I'm not saying it's not funny. It's just a yeah. lot of lines where, and maybe be funnier in like obviously there's theater context. I always think movies. I saw that. Yeah, I saw. This I always movie think in of movies no matter what, even if it's a shitty movie, will be better in a theater. You just right. like it more in the theater. Yeah, and then you yeah. see it later. And you're like, why did I like this? I was I was very happy. That's, to I'm not see saying this that's the about theater. this movie. Like, this movie's still good, even yeah. if it's uh, even though you watched it at TV. home. And yeah, I mean, I got a good TV. We got a good system. All that good shit. You yeah, know, brag, movie looked brag, really good humble on your brag, TV. Humble, 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 humble. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, that's one character. No, yeah, uh, and then we got uh, young. Zero, uh, played by a newcomer 
or who was a newcomer at the time, uh, Tony Revolori. I might have pronounced his last name wrong. Better than I um, But he's probably most known now for being in the new Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm, he plays mm-hmm. Flash Thompson, who <laughs> in Which, the comics is uh, uh, Peter Parker's like high school bully. Like, it just doesn't match. Like, I'm not... I don't care anything about his ethnicity. He's just he's not even he's bigger just a than tiny Peter little Parker. Guy. Yeah, he's not he's not even bigger than Peter Parker. They did How's the- he the bully? He's just a rich douchebag. Yeah. And it's like that's not really a bully. No. He's just a douchebag. But I guess maybe in the modern era like bullies aren't really much of a thing. But I mean, I don't I don't know. I guess, but like I don't know, you can't make him a little intimidating. <laughs> well, that's a whole other discussion. Uh, I really like I really like him in this movie. Yeah, I do. I do too. Um, he holds his weight and he holds his own against like really talented actors, like especially Ray. That is Fiennes. impressive. That is impressive. And being like this is one of his like I, I think he's done he did things before this movie, but this was like his first like big like it must have been pretty crazy working with Wes Anderson mm-hmm. and all those big actors and then have it to be such a success. I mean, this movie only cost $25 million to make and it made $175 million. That was a huge yeah. success. This is Wes Anderson's uh, highest grossing film, his most successful for sure. Really nice. Yeah. I and mean, I can see why. I mean, his movies this, are never like the hugest budget. Yeah, he's an like indie. This was an independent film. He'll get these huge casts. But then, yeah, like they keep the budget somehow kind of lowish. Because I think they work for scale. Yeah. Which yeah. your <laughs> your mom was actually telling me about that. That's funny. Because yeah, it's like just basically just like no matter what, you're gonna get paid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. My mom's an old actress, so she was just telling Lee some tricks of the trade. But yeah, um, this is definitely passion project for a lot of these. Yeah, actors, and this movie say. had a lot of production companies. Like that's what you do with indie movies; you get a lot of people to chip in. Yeah, this was actually a uh, an American, like German, yeah, German co-production. Makes sense. There's a and lot of shot. It was shot in Germany. It's in like a weird German, like uh, alternate history mm-hmm. Nazis, but not Nazis. Right. Exactly. It's its own little Wes Anderson world. His version of those things happening. Yeah. Um, it's like it's it's weird, but it's. I mean, he was. I guess he. It says at the. It the is cool end, though. It says I do like the, that. It says at the end of the movie, uh, he was inspired by the writings of a German author, who I guess wrote stuff like this, like um, alternate history shit. I guess or just really quirky, like. I don't know. I guess it's sort of some sort of commentary about Nazis, maybe. I, I like the. It, I, that was one thing I did. One of the plus in this movie to me was the like the setting. It was a cool like weird. I, like, yeah, I, I really like the world. History telling weird. It's like it was like Hungarian German. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it almost French feels a like. Bit. Yeah, it almost feels like it's, it's that like World War One never happened. Yeah. Of. It's like a World War One never happens, but World War Two happens. But that technically is World War One. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah. Will yeah. be World War One. Like, yeah, the war doesn't happen until later. The empires get bigger and like still become ra- whatever. It's not like super delved into, but it's, it's a cool setting. But it's like a cool thing that's like cool in the background. background. Yeah, yeah that, I did like that. That was one of the bigger plus for me in this movie. Um, yeah, and I like Zero. Zero was good. And I liked Old Zero too. Yeah, who's played? I'll. 
I know this actor. He's played by uh, F. Murray Abraham. Isn't he like the most interesting man ever? No. No, he's th- not. He, he looks a he little. Kind of like looks that guy. like it, but yeah. Um, no, F. Like F. Murray Abraham. He's a veteran actor. He's been a wa- around for a while. Academy Award winner. Uh, he's in one of my all-time favorite movies, Amadeus. Uh, I've seen that. He plays Salieri. I have, yeah, I watched it in um, Music History yeah. 101. He plays uh, Antonio Salieri. Uh, he's magnificent in that movie. Yeah. That's, that's one of my all-time favorite movies. I watched that movie over like a three-class period, so it's real hard. It's, it's a long to, movie. It's harder to remember it. You need to watch a movie like in one go. I've wa- I've watched it a couple of times. So I'll have to I love Amadeus. I liked it. It's really like a disturbing story. I'm kind of sad. It never ha- and it's not true. Either. Yeah, of course, I know. But it's also kind of sad. It is sad. But it's also it's it's a lot of things. It's a really interesting movie. Like I this think. story. This story is kind of sad. It's sad and it's yeah. And I I like movies like that that are that kind of can blend different tones together. Like one minute it'll be really, really funny and witty and uh, jaunty, I guess, and then in another minute it'll be kind of dark and intense. It's pretty opposite of like what, like for the intern, for me, the intern, where nothing happened. Uh, uh, first of all, we got flashback a little bit, everybody, a little rant right here. She sent her mother an angry email. That was a conflict, okay. and I things. guess the husband was cheating the husband on her, cheating. but. Uh, that didn't her, go anywhere. Uh, uh, having to decide to get a CEO, not for her company, or running it herself. Oh, things that I so care about. Um, him building a relationship with that l- masseuse lady. Come on. That would have been fun if it just kind of maybe focused on that. A little love story between no, older people. No, it was a friendship story. You're a poop man. Could also be that. You're a poop Whatever. man. Fine. That was last week. <laughs> yeah, listen to last week's podcast before you listen to this week's podcast, and then downvote and this podcast so we don't listen to that episode ever again. I'm just kidding. Sure. I'm just kidding, everybody. High rate this. This listen is good. Everything. Give Sterling a five says. star. Give a good reviews. You know, uh, right back to the podcast. Yeah, let's talk a little bit more about the the cast. other members of the cast. Uh, I guess we'll talk about the uh, zero's the, love interest. His love. Yes, his uh. The love of his life, who is uh, Agatha, who is played by uh, Saoirse Ronan. Yeah, I know her. Everybody has a tough time pronouncing her name, and I'm pretty sure that that's I'm not even gonna how you it. pronounce it. Saoirse. Yeah, I'm not even gonna attempt it. But she's like Irish, she's one of the more interesting. It's very she's one of the more Wes Anderson characters in mm-hmm, this movie. Or for sure, in this movie because she's just a normal kind of person who just like makes these amazing baked goods. But then she has like a birthmark of Mexico. It looks like Mexico. Yeah, on her face for some reason. For some reason, it's just quirky. It's just so quirky Wes Anderson. old Wes Anderson. Like this white girl from Europe has Mexico birthmark on her face. And yep. she makes cookies all day and baked goods. Baked goods. The best that baked look good. goods in all of Europe. They look good. Mendels. They look good. They look good. And she actually uh and she yeah, she uh fucking gets uh the tools that Re- uh, Ray finds needs to break out of prison. Yeah, because the guy won't goes to cut them, and he's like, "Oh, they're so pretty, I can't cut them. They're so mm-hmm. nice looking. He, he feels bad to cut them." Right. And then that's how they get keep getting into the uh, the one place too. They keep bribing that one guard with cupcakes, and he, that, that was a funny scene when after the first one, and they're like, "Oh, special delivery for Mendel's," and he's like, 
He's got yeah. cupcake all over his face. He's like, oh. Yeah. Uh, and they just walk right past him. <laughs> but then at this, uh, after talking about one of the, uh, one of my favorite parts of this movie, this is one of my least favorite parts of the movie. It's just her offhanded, like, oh, yeah, she died two years later with her son. He actually has a horrible life. And you're like, why? Well, I mean, it. Why? Well, he does say, like, when he's talking, he's like, he starts, like, kind of crying. Yeah, I know. Bit. It's supposed to like, be more character and all this when stuff. When I even but, like, think about her, I can't control my emotions. I know, but did it... Like, but it does... I, I will say, yes, it does feel a little, like, offhanded. And he's like... Like, it seemed I, like he would be more emotional in talking about what happened to her or maybe not even say it at all. But then it's just like, yeah, like, it kind of contradicts He's just like, that. oh, yeah, just by like, the way, she died two years later with my son. And he's son. more emotional about... What happens to Gustav? Yeah, yeah. I'm fine with that part. Like, that, I was expecting that. Like, that's how he takes over the hotel. That was more, oh, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the movie being dark. Because that goes and, with his character, I would say. But, like, I just, that just felt like he did the whole movie and he's like, I gotta have his wife die. And then just, like, made it her die. Yeah, I... Because she, they keep hinting to her death throughout the whole movie. Like, oh, the girl's head found and you're like, oh, fuck, is that her? And you're like, oh, no, it's the sister. And, like, it kept alluding like she's about to get killed. Right, right. And yeah. then, like, oh, she does it. Oh, she makes it through. Oh, by the way, she dies from the common cold two years later. <laughs> you're, Some plague that happens. That, yeah, that was, he's like, oh, it's so it's so treatable now in the 80s. A, cold, a, a disease that wouldn't kill six, a... The 60s. Yeah, yeah, he's like, it wouldn't kill a fucking uh, a baby now. Killed my son and my wife. Like, that didn't, it didn't need to. Like, maybe she was already dead because he, he started crying when she mentioned because she died in her old age. Maybe they never had a son or something. Maybe the son died from the disease. And then Agatha died, like, a few years before. That's why he was there. Right. And something like, eh, I don't know. It would have made me feel a little better. But I know. I, it's Wes Anderson. And it's I know his movies aren't always like that. Like, Moon Moonrise Kingdom is an... It, it, it's a little there's dark a, in that. There's like, always a little bit of melancholy in his movies. Yeah, the only darkness in that one is that like his past is really sad. The little kids, right? And like the little girls, it wasn't is, like, like Bruce Willis. Like he was kind of a sad character. He were, was, but all he was the kind of a dirtbag a little bit. Like he was cheating. He was sleeping with that. No, that was woman. Bill Murray, wasn't it? No, Bill Murray was married to the woman. Oh right, and, and it, Bruce Willis was the one who was cheating with the wife. That was Bruce and Willis, then the, last and the daughter knew it. So like the daughter had a sad too because she was like she was like going through puberty and like I know this is a little random about this movie, but like we're talking about Wes Anderson, but uh, she was going through puberty while like seeing like oh the life isn't like bubblegum like my parents aren't like these in. Like, right, like they they're not these amazing gods that like do everything right. Like, oh, my mom's cheating on my dad, and like with the local sheriff, and mm -hmm. life sucks. And now I'm talking to this kid who's like kind of like a weird weirdo, bad boy. Like, I don't know. I love that movie. That's a very good. That movie. one's my. That's still after seeing this, still my favorite Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, this one. It's much cuter. A little. It's 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 a, a coming age uh, age story romance. It's it's so adorable. I would say it's like in my fatherhood. The son. It's adorable. I would say that's like in my top three Wes Anderson movies. I like this one, Moonrise Kingdom, and I love The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, never saw which it. is so starring, which me, stars right? Bill Murray. Probably my favorite. Finally. Role of his. Keep seeing all these movies with Bill Murray's in it for like a half of a second. I want to see a movie with Bill Murray in it. Oh yeah, he's he's great in Life Aquatic. 
And he's in most of Wes Anderson's movies. Yeah. Usually as a side character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen, I've only, there's only one Wes Anderson movie I haven't seen, and that's his first movie, which is called Bottle Rocket. Maybe you'll watch did it with, sometime uh, and then yeah. you'll love it and show it to me? Mm-hmm, probably. Cause I don't I know, know if I'll love it, because I don't, I don't love all of Wes Anderson's movies, actually. There's actually, <laughs> I know we're, we're getting really off topic. We're, we're talking, talking about, about Wes Anderson. Yeah, I guess it is a part of the topic. But yeah, there's one Wes Anderson movie I really actually kind of hate, and it's called The Darjeeling Limited. Yeah, I mean, I, the, it's fine to not like like all the movies. We're not you don't have to show me every single Wes Anderson movie just because you don't not. like it. Well, even if you just because, or even if you don't like it, I meant. Um, th- like this, like we're showing, we're trying to show each other movies we like. Yeah, I know, and like. Like, because there's a couple movies I'm just that saying. I'm like thinking about, like, uh, the third one's good, but the second one's poop, and it really doesn't mean anything. Like, right? Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, I'm not in love with all of Wes Anderson's movies. Yeah, I know Quentin's a different thing because you're gonna. I'm show not in movies, love with all his movies, but either. you're still gonna show it to me because it's kind of a thing now. Yeah, with him because he's like Wes Anderson. You're not showing me in order. Yeah, I'm not really doing that with any other any other director. Quentin's like your favorite kind of like most like. Not Pretty much your favorite director, fa- producer, him and Scorsese, studio writer. All, it's just kind of like yeah. You, and his career, I feel like, is just one. I probably one I've followed the most. Yeah, and it's it's, and his is kind of the best to do that whole chronological thing with because you see the development of his career. Like I've already mm-hmm. seen it a bit from Reservoir Dogs to, to Pulp, Pulp Fiction. Fiction to next. I'm going to see Jackie Brown eventually. Yeah. Um. I didn't want to show that movie to you uh, right away because that also has Robert De Niro in it. <laughs> well, yeah, I know we're good. I mean, we like Robert De Niro over in this place, especially He's my you. favorite actor. That'd be the third movie I guess that you show him with. Um, but yeah, this movie still has like, I mean, who's another like big uh, actor in this movie? Who's the other? Uh, I'd say. Jude Law. Jude Law. Jude Law. Yeah, he plays the young writer. Yeah, he. I liked him in this movie. Yes, yeah. I like Jude Law. He he basically narrates this. movie. I'm gonna show you a movie with Jude Law eventually yeah, soon. Yeah, I know. Called the Holiday. The Holiday. But yeah, Jude Law's good in this movie. Uh, he made. Yeah, he mostly just narrates it. Yeah, but his uh, he's got a good narrate voice. Mm-hmm. He does. Uh, yeah, but ultimately, he doesn't really factor that much into the movie. I guess. No, he's just um, the, he's just the flat, but he's, he's like, he's still narrator. a big part of it, kind of. Yeah. But not, yeah, the main story's still the ni- the 1930s. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, you have a lot of big names in this movie, but they're not really big characters. Yeah, a lot of them are just kind of um, small. Edward Norton, him. he's a big time Wes Anderson character, but his, th- right. his character's always still like just... Even in the uh, Moonrise Kingdom, he was like the the Cub Scout leader that was always just like. Looking. He always looks silly. Yeah, he's always and he's always the like authority that's investigating or looking for something. Right, looking for the person or looking for one of the people. I think, <laughs> I think Edward Norton's first appearance in this movie is kind of funny. His, his What's just, the problem here? Yeah, his head just pops out, <laughs> and, and he just, just looks so silly with his little mustache. He's so <laughs> Edward Norton, just uh, hey, I'm Edward Norton. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's like you were in American History X. 
He was jacked in that movie. I know that's a that's a good movie too, and th- that goes movie. to show his range because yeah, you can. He's go, a great actor. I've always from loved him. Curb stomping and racism to hey, he's what's going on here? Skinny little nerd in Fight Club. Yeah, to, hey, I'm Edward Norton. You hey, fuck everyone. my mom. That's <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> or a Cub Scout leader. Um, but yeah, he's he's fun yeah, yeah, in this Owen movie. Owen Wilson. Uh, Very briefly. Uh, Bill Murray we said already. Uh, Jeff I mean, Goldblum. Oh, uh, the oh the son, who's the son? The evil Adrian son? Brody. He's a bigger character. Uh, he's funny because he's just swearing the constantly. whole time. Every single time he's on it, he loves he's that. Like, what F-word. the fuck is going on here? Yeah, he's not that F word. He loves the other F word. He also uses yeah. He says the, fuck. Yeah, I know. He, he curses every single time he's on, and like, and then the his henchmen fucking Willem Lam- Dafoe. Uh, Fucking uh, Green Goblin. Who I think is actually really good, even though he doesn't he's have got a lot that, of lines. No, but he's just got that constant menacing, like, underjaw. Like, he's got that face. He's got brass he's, knuckles on. He's got that Willem He just Defoe throws face. the guy's cat right out the window. <laughs> then I love that. Kills that. He kills everybody. Until he kills he, Jeff Goldblum. His death is really funny, because, like, fucking... Uh, uh, he's chasing him through Monsieur's the... Monsieur's doing the whole, like... Poem like you're gonna like his death poem like you're gonna kill it and he just keeps stomping on the snow to kill him. Oh yeah, and then fucking just like, oh shit, you fucking got him! Oh, you got him! <laughs> yeah, he just pushes him over. And he he's pushes like, him ah! over the cliff. Yeah, and he's dead immediately. He's like, That's great. Oh shit, you fucking got him! And that that scene where they're like chasing him through the the mountains, like yeah. they're having the little ski chase. I thought that's a really fun scene. It is. He's just like <laughs> it's he's West. Like, we should stop. He's just like, oh, we can't. He's like, I can barely steer this thing. Like, <laughs> it's Wes Anderson's version of an action scene. Yeah, it's which like is really very funny. <laughs> but it's like really cartoonish. Yeah, it is. Like everything's like super sped up. Yeah, and then, like, none of them are affected by anything they're doing. And then he, he gets yeah. stuck in the snow with his legs sticking up. Yeah, like a cartoon. It's it's cute. <laughs> it takes a while for him to get the snow. Like Ugh. yeah, Ugh. he's like an evil henchman giving he's him reciting time to... a poem. Yeah, because that's Gustav's thing. That was funny. That was pretty funny. I, and I just love his like reaction to him getting. It was so genuine. Like when he gets pushed out. He's, oh, oh shit! shit you got, got him. him. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! You got him. <laughs> he's like so like. Oh okay, I'm dead. And like he's like, but I'm gonna be a little annoying Gustav before I die. Right. But then he's like, oh shit! You got him. <laughs> like, I'm gonna live. <laughs> Amazing. I, I did like that moment. Um, a bunch of other little characters, I think. I mean, like Bill I, when Murray. I was going through this. I was like, Jesus. Bill Murray cracker. is another. It was a concierge. Is an yeah, uh, concierge at another. You get a hotel. bunch of cameos through all the concierge. Mm-hmm. When that one scene, the hidden, you probably hidden key society. Or you whatever. probably didn't know uh, some of them. I didn't know all of them, but I knew some of them. I knew like the older white guys, but I didn't know like the Indian yeah, the dude. guy with the the older white guy with the glasses. He was in Moonrise Kingdom. He's the the the, the weird g- narrator in that movie. Yeah, the the, the meteorologist. Like the, the, yeah, the meteorologist. I who loves this one hurricane that hit this town, like island that wiped it it's, out. It's just or almost so. Wiped it it's out. that is super Wes Anderson right there. It's so random. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Bob Balaban is that actor's name. Fucking weird, but yeah, but even like it still. Um. Uh, let's see. Well, the other people in that in that little lost like what are they called? The Society well, of Lost Keys or yeah. something. The, yeah, they're just a bunch of concierges who like do favors for each other because they're around the whole world and they all run the best hotels. Right. Exactly. You got the like Indian guy who was in Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Mm-hmm. That's where I know him from. Um, 
You have, let's see. Th- there was one guy I didn't really recognize. I don't really know who that what? actor was. Yeah, I know, right? That's impossible. Um, And then there was another guy, the other older, slightly older white guy, uh, is Fisher Stevens, who is most famous, at least to me, for the Short Circuit movies. Have you ever seen the Short Circuit movies? No. With the robot? The Johnny Five? No? No. You've never seen Short Circuit? No. With I remember being on TV Johnny, and stuff, but I never... Johnny Five is alive. No, I was like, that's stupid. What? I it was so you didn't grow up with those kid. movies? No. I did. I remember them being on TV and being like, stupid. Well... Well, Fisher Stevens. <laughs> they were like robot plays, plays an Indian stereotype in those movies. <laughs> he wears brown face. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and you love those movies. Everybody, that's the I character. I haven't seen those movies in years. That's the character that we have on this podcast. This isn't that I sad? literally haven't seen those movies in years. Yeah, but I've seen <laughs> The Shrine. Right. <laughs> but, anyways, uh, but yeah, there's. And I think we're forgetting someone huge, Jeff Goldblum. I already I mentioned. We him. barely mentioned him though. We kind of okay, like yeah. side mentioned. We didn't. Ma- he's the lawyer. He's the uh, yeah. His, his death scene's fucked up. His like, death he gets his funny. fingers <laughs> cut, severed off, which then get turned into trophies. Mm-hmm. And then he he's like stuffed, stuffed into, into a, a sarcophagus. sarcophagus after his cat's murdered. After he gets his cat murdered, and then he throws the dead cat in the trash can because he's just like ugh, because he's just trying to escape at that point. Yeah, he's getting chased through the museum. I like that scene. The guy takes his boots off so he can run. Exactly. Yeah, or be be quiet. Yeah, he can't be hurt because he thinks he's like, oh, he's not going to, he's not, he didn't catch up to me. He's going to, yeah. And then he sees his bike out there. (gasps) (gasps) Smashed. And then dead. And then I don't don't know why he killed that guy's sister. I mean, Jeff Goldblum is Jeff Goldblum. That poor club footed lady. Oh, yeah. This movie's kind of fucked up a little bit. He just kills her for like no reason, really, just to send her a message, send him a message. Yeah, and then that guy dies. <laughs> yeah, the guy who runs strangled away, strangled to death, and like Serge he X. gets strangled to death in like two seconds. <laughs> yeah, right after he it like him. closes and they go surge and then they run over there and he's dead. Like oh, they and, strangled him <laughs> and he's all the way over there, run away. He's already all the way across. It's like wait, but how, what teleportation? Wes Anderson. <laughs> That's at that point. It's like what? No, yeah, it's fine. At that point, if you're having problems, like stop watching this movie. Like you should have not watched. You should have stopped should, watching it a while ago. Don't watch. Yeah, don't watch Wes Anderson. Um, mm-hmm. This movie has some really funny quotes. It does. I think you're gonna have a hard time finding a title for this. A little foreshadowing for. I think I kind of know the one that I want to use. Um, we got indeed. That's what we provide in our own modest, humble, and insignificant. Oh fuck it! That was one of my funnier. <laughs> I just, my yeah, he scenes. just gives up and he just He's says, like, "Oh fuck, fuck it, it. I'm tired." Oh shit! <laughs> um, I thought you you were. I thought you. Wait. Mm. I thought you thought I was. Uh, I thought I was supposed. My bad. I thought I was supposed to be a fucking effort. 
You oh, are, but right. you're bisexual. That was funny. Yeah, that was a funny. Well, he kept because he kept calling him an f word, even though he's fucking. Even though he's like also saying like you're he's fucking my mom. Screwing his mom. <laughs> um. Oh, but let one more actress I'll just mention real quick. Uh, Tilda Swinton. Oh, the mom who plays the elderly uh, woman. The elderly Is that mom. makeup? It's makeup. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was like, it's really yeah, good. She's makeup. known. Uh, you would know her mo- if you've seen the Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. She's the. The witch. The okay. White witch. Oh, oh, dang. She's a great actress. That's I good makeup. I love Tilda Swinton. Yeah, yeah. I love her in Narnia. And I liked her in this for the little bit she's in it. Little old lady. Poor lady gets poisoned by her own son. <laughs> yeah, or po- probably Willem Dafoe. Oh, yeah. I can't kill my own mom. I just order it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I knew there was something fishy. We never got the cause of death. She's been murdered, and you think I did it? And then he just, he just runs, runs away. away. <laughs> it's so funny. That was funny. Uh, this was like a classic line that, like, if this was my movie, this would be my uh, title. Keep your hands off my lobby, that boy. That was the quote that I was gonna go that's with. That's like the like. I feel like that's definitely kind of like the go. Shit. Yeah. Like that's the the catchphrase of the movie because he says it in the beginning and he says it in the end keep your hands off my lobby boy yeah and it's it's so out of nowhere yeah you're just like what you just hired him like that but then you're like oh that's kind of funny yeah because he's like because you learn like he's actually a really like pretty good passionate guy guy. he cares about the people that even the old ladies like he's like he cares about and he doesn't but like he cares about them he cares He'll do about, all the things that he you're cares supposed about to. his people. Yes, he definitely cares about his people. Keep your hands off my lobby boy. Keep your hands off my lobby I like that. that was funny. That's so random. Um, me and the boys talked it over. We think you're a really straight fellow. Well, I've never been accused of that before, but I appreciate the sentiment. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I think he might actually be bisexual, the character. Oh. Yeah, because he kind of was like a little hint on the... I think he kind of just fucked everything. Yeah, pansexual. He liked, he liked Zero. He liked Agatha. Yeah. Uh, he liked. He kind of liked uh, Zero. Yeah. Uh, he definitely loved old ladies. His favorite were old ladies, though. Yeah, it's so funny. You even see him like having. Sex even when he got became a billionaire, he was still surrounded by old ladies. He just yeah, that's what he likes. Mm-hmm. Um. And then this is the. This kind of le- this I guess this quote kind of yeah he just fucks everything. I go to bed with all my friends. I go to bed with all my friends. And then <laughs> that's when he's like, "You fucking." <laughs> he's so great. Uh, there's tons him. more, but like it just you can't write them all down. No. Otherwise, you're not gonna pay attention to the movie. Yeah. But I try to get like some of the bigger ones. It's a um, super quotable movie. Yeah, I mean, even when I went to the IMBD, it's like fucking like scroll, scroll, scroll. This is a quote. This is a quote movie. This is a quote. I think a yeah. lot of Wes Anderson movies are quote machines. Because a lot of his lines are just so like, well, yeah, he's a he's a good writer. He's very clever. And I'm not witty. saying like super mainstream quote machines, but like quote machines for a movie, like they're gonna be put on the quotes on an IMBD <laughs> right. for like a fin- cinephile. They're gonna be uh, a thing. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a really clever writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's gonna say a lot of weird, random shit like that. Mm-hmm. I'm go to bed with all my friends. <laughs> like, it's just so like ha. Or, you know, so he's going to be reciting. The whole conversation leading up to that is what makes He's going to be, like, reciting poetry, and then he's going to, like, be, like, he's going to, like, right in the middle of it, he's like, oh, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, fuck it, yeah. Yeah, because he's already did that. He already did that, so it's like, oh, I'm not going to do it again, because then that's just like, oh, this movie's pretentious, but it's like, no, it's like, oh, fuck it. I'm, he's a real person. He's like, you know, I'm not always going to do poem. I'm tired. Yeah. 
I like <laughs> I like when he's talk like he's doing their like having their little uh, meetings and like the. Yes, yes, hall. yes. And his main major D was just like always like he always told like, the crowd like mm-hmm. when like just, okay start eating because <laughs> this is when we're gonna end enter the poem phase. It doesn't end. Yeah, he just keeps on going. It's forty six. And he's okay. With it. He, he's totally fine with them not paying attention while eating. Yeah, because he's just like I want to recite. This and even when he was in jail, and he's just like, all right, we're about to enter the poem. It's forty seven stanzas, so we should probably start <laughs> eating the soup. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, Zero reads the poem for him. Yeah, that's funny. I like gone. that. Um, very funny. It's a very charming movie. It is. It's. I. I. I oh yeah, one thing I wanted to talk about because you and you were talking about during your. Uh, our little silent time uh, was the comparison to Wes uh, Wes Anderson with Quentin Cantacunta. You're yeah, and mm-hmm. I was like, huh, that's a little interesting. Like I get it because he's kind of like the other side. Like his movies, like yeah, there might be violence, but they're not like ultra violent. This is probably Wes Anderson's most violent movie, I would say. Yeah, I felt none like, of his other movies are really like this. Yeah, I felt like most of them are more like goofy, silly. Even if people die, they kind of die he's in the like quirky weird guy. ways. Yeah, he died. They die in quirky, bloodless ways. Or you know, his die off screen or something. Yeah, but this one, like, you have a severed head. You have fingers getting yeah, chopped it's off. Really fucked up. <laughs> guys getting pushed off uh, cliffs. Dead mothers, like. Eh. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's funny. He also does. He's also done two animated films, uh, <gasps> Fantastic Mr. Fox, okay. which is another. You've watched that. I've seen parts of it. I never made it through it all. I we don't watched like it. it together. Yeah. Yeah, I hated it. You though. didn't like it. That's the one. Okay, there's one Wes Anderson movie you don't like. I just. I think it's so, okay. It was so weird. It was very dry. Yeah. Very. I would George say, Clooney's in it. I would right? say yeah. He's the lead. He's the fox. Right. I was like, this it's is very so yeah. Weird it was. And it was a little dull. I would say. And then you got uh, Isle of Dogs, which I actually... I've heard of that. I, I like that. I kind of want to see it, so I'm, but now I'll just wait till you show me it. It's good. I think you'll like that way better than uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah. That There's movie, I remember seeing on. it. I do remember watching that in your old apartment and just being like... Ugh. No, it was, I think it was your place we watched really? it. Really? Yeah. Which place? Your old, old Palm place. Springs? Yeah. That movie's poop. Um, but yeah, I guess, yeah. Two out of three. <laughs> <laughs> I like two out of three so far. You like three out of three that I know. <laughs> no, you like a bunch. Well, I've seen, mo- yeah, I've seen but most yeah, of But yeah, the movies. original point was like the comparison. Like, I thought that was interesting. Like, they are very similar, I think, though. They're both what you would call Is Wes auteurs. Anderson definitely in your top ten? Yes. He's one of my favorite directors. Top five? Because I know Quentin's number one, right? And then Scorsese's Quentin, two. It's it goes back and forth between those two. Yeah, and then like I feel like Spielberg just has to hold a permanent number nine. Like he can never number slip nine. below ten. No, he's in the top five for me, maybe. That's what I'm saying. I think he never slips below ten. But I think for him, because you just go like nostalgia Jaws. I can never let him fall below. Jaws. That. I mean, I like his other movies. Too. No, you hate those ones. I, yeah, I, I hate Jurassic Park and Indiana Jones and mm-hmm. Saving Private Ryan and Schindler's List, which we were just talking about, mm-hmm. and I was going to show you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I hate all that. Mm-hmm. Hate it. Mm-hmm. Hate it, hate it, hate it. We're gonna show, I'm going to show Schindler's List for a bad movie intermission. That's your. Fir- that's going to be a good first bad movie intermission. <laughs> I look forward to it. Schindler's List, bad movie intermission. And everyone's going to be like, what? 
what? Coming in 2021 at some point. <laughs> um, no. I didn't mean it like that. Oh my god. Everybody, doesn't he just like abuse me? Uh, no homo, everybody. And but no yeah. Offense, don't cancel us. But yeah, Wes Anderson is definitely one of my favorite directors. Because he he's a writer-director, and I like writer I'm seeing directors. the pattern now with Quentin and Wes and Scorsese. I mean, I don't have favorite directors. Like, I don't know directors. Yeah, right. Like, the, only, like the, be- the most director I related with was last week's director because I found out, like, almost all her movies that she makes are the types made, of movies I you like. And she's also and a writer-director. And I'm going to show director. you, like, three of her movies. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I don't remember She's also now. a writer-director. What was her name? Nancy... Can't remember now. It was like Nancy Meyer or something. Wait, everybody, wait. We have notes. I'm a fool. What am I saying? I don't remember. And Tarantino <laughs> liked yeah, the intern. Nancy Myers. She was the intern was his twenty fifteen favorite movie. It's just how like Quentin just gets mentioned in every podcast somehow. Yeah. He's a he's a mainstay. He's a real Quentin Consequence. He's a he's a recurring character. <laughs> Who doesn't actually show up? Oh, want <laughs> <Come> Quentin? <laughs> yeah, come on, hang the out with us. <laughs> Wouldn't that be hilarious? That'd be crazy. That'd be weird. Um, no, actually, it'd be fun. It'd be fun. We'd just talk be about crazy. movies all day. Uh, well, Lee, I want to ask you, what's your favorite part of this movie? Ooh, my favorite part of this. I movie. think it's gonna be kind of like hard. It's pretty hard. Yeah. Um. I think, honestly, I think I like the the ski chase uh, towards the end. Really? Yeah, I think it's a it's a fun little scene. I like it's the very, setup for it. Yeah, yeah. Like with in the monastery. It does got. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a good little. Uh, it's a good scene. It'd be a good chapter in like the chapter scenes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure. <laughs> the DVD options. If you're gonna think about it, so yeah. Uh yeah, it's it's a fun scene. It like it's it, interesting and weird to see Wes Anderson uh doing an action scene basically. Quote unquote action a scene. A chase yeah. scene, yeah. And it is funny the way it starts. They're just like, Oh, what are we gonna do if we catch up to him? Like, oh nothing uh, really. He's a oh. psychopathic killer, so <laughs> like, we, we should stop. Like, I can barely steer this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it's so it's so funny. And just totally Wes Anderson. If you don't like Wes Anderson uh yeah, don't watch this movie, because <laughs> this is just has all of his hallmarks. Yeah, all of his movies are kind of the same. Yeah, if you're not gonna see a we- if you don't like Wes Anderson, you're not gonna really like any of his movies. No, I mean if you maybe, don't like that quirky style. Like it's not. I can't judge Wes Wes Anderson completely off Mister Tan- Mister Tan- Mister Fantastic Mister Fox. Fox. Yeah, Fantastic Mister Fox. Because now I've seen two movies of his that I like. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but like the most of his movies are going to be like the two that I saw. Probably. So if you don't like those two, you're not going to like most of his movies. Like you should steer clear of them. Right. Like it's like Quentin. If you don't like violence, don't watch movie his movies. Oh God, no. If you don't like the N word, don't watch his movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. If you don't like cursing, don't watch his movies. Just like every those. Oh, kind there's of cursing in this movie too. If you don't like romance, don't watch Nancy Myers movies. Right, exactly. You know, just 
Sometimes it is kind of good to learn about directors because maybe that's how you figure out what you like. Kind of start steering clear of like, well, yeah, you can steer clear or steer towards the ones you like and don't like. Um, for my, yeah, it's kind of hard for me to think my favorite part. My favorite part, <sighs> favorite scene. There's a lot. Of those, it's probably. Oh man. I know it's hard. There's a lot of really fun scenes in this movie. I also really like the museum uh scene. That scene with Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, that's a good scene. Um I like the scene probably now that I'm thinking about it, is when he goes I bet all my friends. I go to bed with all my friends. Oh, when they're yeah, they go to uh her funeral. Their her funeral and they're reading the will. Mhm. Jeff Goldblum's reading that. Everyone's like, who's this guy? (laughs) He's a ruthless adventurer. (laughs) And a con artist. And he's probably fucking my mom. He's probably fucked her. (laughs) He's like, I bet all my Yeah, that's a funny scene. That's probably one of They all knock each other out. (laughs) Yeah. Except for Willem Dafoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. Mm, Yeah, he can't knock out the henchman. Gotta set up his badassery. Yeah. Now... Here's the question, the controversial question. Mm. What's your least favorite part? My least favorite part. Because we already know mine. Mine's the whole Agatha death. Kind of written off in the end. Well, I guess I'll say uh, it's probably just a problem that I have a lot. Or I have a problem with Wes Anderson movies in general. Is that sometimes I think... The characters are just a little bit too deadpan. You know, just mm-hmm. super just dry and... Literal. Uh, yeah, and just like... Saying some ridiculous shit, but super literally, but like so you're just like... Stone, just stone face. Yeah, there's some cringy moments Very in this little movie. emotion behind it. There's a couple cringy moments in this movie where you're just like, okay. And it's just like, that, that is an... All of his movies, and that's the reason why some people yeah even Moonrise got a little cringe. Yes, that's the reason why some people hate Wes Anderson because they don't Mm. like that style. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. I bet. I bet it does. I can foresee me me not liking all of his movies. I bet you'll show me another movie where I go, I don't like that. Yeah, you might. But this one was like more comedy, so this one was uh, more on my uh, scale of probably liking it. And Um, most of his movies are comedies. Or yeah. have comedic elements. I mean, I don't know that for sure. But I mean, even Moonrise was, yeah. It was super lighthearted and comedic. It had, mm-hmm. it had some pretty actually funny com- comedy. Um, Yeah, that's a funny movie. But uh, yeah, characters. Anything else you have? Any final thoughts on this movie? Anything else you wanted to talk about this movie? Tell about this movie? Uh, Well, I guess real quick, I won't go too much into it, but I really like the music in this movie. The score. Yeah, this had a good score. Uh, like, uh, like always, like it's so hard. Like once you said it, I'm like, I don't even hear. Like I hear it. Like if a movie doesn't have a score, I'll hear it for sure. Right. But like I, I guess it's a good thing that I don't really remember it because that means it was good. It just blended in the movie. The only time I now pay attention to it is when it's, it's like really bad because <laughs> then it stands out. It's just like bleep blop bloop blop bloop bloop bloop, and you're just like, oh my god. Like, <laughs> No, but yeah, I really like the music in this movie. Uh, it's got a lot of like organ, like church, church organ type stuff. 
that's supposed to be like do 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 like it's like an old like silent movie almost. Yeah, yeah, it had that feel. It had that feel okay. every time it flashed. I mean, when it was in the thirties. Yeah. Um, and the chase scenes. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's. Yeah, I just I just wanted to highlight that real quick. Um, yeah, it's a. It, it does have a good score, and it's just a, it's a common theme in your movies. So is having a good score. <laughs> I love <laughs> your movies. Are always a little bit more passionate. <laughs> mine. Oh, yes, <laughs> mine are sometimes just that chick. <laughs> um, but I also really like. We didn't really talk too much about it. I really like the cinematography in this movie. Yes, so really, I think that's a Wes Anderson thing too. Yeah, he's. Is you gonna have some crazy? His pretty movies good, look really like, good. Uh, like some real like good shot scenes and quick like, whoosh, like yeah, a cartoon. Or it looks flashing like, back and forth. Or it looks like uh, everything takes place in like a dollhouse mm-hmm. almost. Yes, yes. That's like, like the hotel yeah. looks like that. That and the house in Moonrise Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a lot of just yeah. There's a lot of really great. He loves like, tracking 60s. shots. He's always in like the sixties era because mm-hmm. he grew up then. I think it's a fu- it's a cool era. Or was born. Such a, he's it's a hipster. An interesting era. It is, yeah, for sure. He's an old hipster. Yeah. Um, what would so? I mean, I mean, I kind of probably. What would you give? The, what would you rate this movie? I've watched this movie. I think about. I think this is like my fourth time watching and it. And everyone, real quick, this is another Criterion oh, yes. collection. One of 18 you own or 28? 26. 26 he owns. We we work at Barnes & Noble and they have a deal with Criterion. And once like uh, every one, few months, every few months they'll do this 50% off and Lee loves it. I've oh, looked yeah. at the whole thing. There's one movie I want in it. Um, oh, uh, most of Wes Anderson's movies are in the Criterion. Yeah, collection. that makes sense. Uh, so yeah, just want to tell you this is what our third Criterion movie we watched, or fourth, yeah, it was or second. Do the right thing was the Criterion. Uh, marriage, uh, Marriage Story was Criterion. Yes, this is the third. Third, okay. So okay, this is, Lee's got a lot of like uh. Artsy fartsy movies. Artsy fartsies, but also like these, like they're gonna be common. Like, they're gonna be these lanes: the Criterion, the Quentin Conton movies, the Wes Anderson movies. Like I just have like this broad, like one week we're watching Twilight. Guess what? Next week we're watching Hostage or some shit. Like, oh my god! Or some movie. Like <laughs> it's always yeah. over the place. It's sometimes a super duper poop goofy movie, and sometimes it's like me trying to be more serious on a more <laughs> serious romance, but it's. I got. I, I haven't shown you one serious movie. I, I got to show you my. I only. I don't have many, so I'm holding. Yeah, them, yeah. I'm holding them back. That'll be the day. <laughs> <to> press. <laughs> All right. Um. Oh yeah. But so. Yeah, I've seen this movie like about four times, and every time I watch it, I think I like it more. Uh, when I saw it in theaters the first time, I was like, "Wow, that was a really good movie." I wasn't sure if I liked it better than. Moonrise Kingdom or Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou at the time. Those were like my two favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, then I watched it a second time. I was like, wow, this movie is actually better than I remembered it. And I think I actually, that's when I was like, okay, I think I like it better than Moonrise Kingdom. And it became like my second favorite mm-hmm. uh, Wes Anderson movie. And then I watched it again when I bought it on Criterion. 
I was like, yeah, I got it now. Let's just watch it. And I was like, wow, that is a it is a fucking great movie. Uh, and now, and now it's my it favorite Wes Anderson movie. And now you've watched it with me again. So four and times. Uh, I don't know if I liked it better than the last time I watched it, but I still think, yeah, it's this is a really, really, really good movie. Uh, probably It's not my favorite movie of that year. I'll show you that movie one day. Mm. You probably won't like that movie. <laughs> um, Lee's pretty good at guessing those things. But... Well, I didn't really know how you were going to feel about this movie. But I'm I'm glad you liked it. Uh I'm going to give this movie I think I'll give it a 9. nine I was almost thinking ten. you were going to give it a 10. No, but I could see it's it. It's not like a flat out masterpiece or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a really I'd say it's a great movie. I give this movie a 6. I I was entertained, but there were some moments where like it's just that dry humor. It doesn't always work on me. There was some cringy scenes. Now that I remember it more, mm-hmm. where I was just like a little like ooh ooh stop it ooh. <laughs> like, yeah, I know you were cringing a little bit. Um, but overall, I liked it. Yeah, I can't say I loved it, but it's I another liked movie it. <laughs> that I picked that you actually liked. Yeah, I was surprised. God, I don't. I think I have no movies that you like of mine. <laughs> bodyguard. Oh yeah, Bodyguard. You and like bodyguard. Uh, Hotel Transylvania. Okay. Good namesakes against the Grand Budapest Hotel. Do the right thing. <laughs> the and those movies, movies like, yeah, Pulp for Fiction. me are like six, maybe seven. Yeah. All right. Well, you know. Maybe next week you'll like the movie I'm going to show you. Let's get into that. It's, gonna be, it's actually inter- an interesting choice. Yes. It's called The Mating Game. Uh, it's from the 50s, and that's oh all you're boy. getting. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, boy. The oldest movie we'll have talked about probably. So far. Yeah, and I, that's going to be another thing that I'll be doing. I'll show a couple movies of that era because there's some good classic romance movies from that era that yeah. I like. Um I've seen but movies from the 50s. This will be the first yeah, this will be the oldest one and I'm interested to see how you like this cuz it's going to be the old movie-esque like as a cin like an old as a film film fan. You're going to be seeing a movie filmed from the 50s, but I can tell you right now it's not a musical, I'll warn you. Okay. It's not that shit. I don't like that stuff. But um but I, I am interested in seeing how you like that, and it's still like this, but it's still like you'll see the rail, you'll see the tracks being laid for like the movies that I like. Um, so everyone, look forward to that. Um, I hope. Uh, I think we're gonna kind of like end this podcast right here now. Uh, we both of us definitely recommend this movie. Watch yes, this movie, for sure. even unless, though we spoiled unless it. Unless you don't like Wes Anderson. Yes, but even though we spoiled it, I still think you should watch it because I, as I've learned through this podcast, watching something is different than hearing someone talk about it or reading the Wikipedia. Um, well, uh, we, you can listen to this podcast on Spotify, Apple podcast, Google podcast, Podbean, uh, hope to get it on other sources soon. Uh, we uh, we hope you enjoyed it. We hope you look forward to next week. Please follow our Instagram at It's Not the Worst Movie Ever Podcast, um, or It's Not the Worst Movie Ever Pod. Uh, we also have a TikTok at that same thing uh, linked in the description. 
We got we're we're trying to do more content, trying to be more active on there. It's fun times. Um, and at, at the very least, uh, if you could please leave a five star review and even a, a written out comment review, that would be very helpful. Share the podcast. Those are just those things help us get promoted to the the front page of these podcast sites and get us more views. And it's just a free way to help us. Um, and we hope you look forward to 2021. It's it's going well for us, and I hope it's going well for you guys. Going well for us. Um, uh, and it's going. And there's some still some big things going to be done on this podcast. You look forward to some big changes in the next few months as we're able to slowly implement those. Uh, but uh, as usual, have a good day and goodbye. Gilfs need love too. Oh my.